Welcome to Stage Mom Podcast, a podcast for breakthrough bands and artists. Today we have The Creature Cage. The Creature Cage is a psychedelic punk progressive rock band out of South Florida. I was so excited to get to know Joshua and learn more about his band. This was a band I had seen years ago and never had the opportunity to speak to. I was happily surprised at how humble and nice Joshua was and also excited to hear about everything that the Creature Cage has in the works for this year. It's going to be a great year for them and for all of us fans. Can't wait. Awesome. Okay, so we have Creature Cage here. Um, and I just want him to introduce himself, tell, him a little, tell us a little bit about the band, what you do, how long you've been around, where you're from. Yeah, uh, so my name is Joshua. <laughs> um, Creature Cage has been around, it kind of started in 2017, okay. technically, but we, that was that one time me and, my, me and a buddy of mine, Danny, just recording a bunch of songs in my room, and then over time, 2018 to 2019, we started playing shows. And then just like saving COVID and everything, you know, we've just been recording more, doing more shows. The lineup's always changing. It's always, yeah. but you know, ever since then, it's just been, it's been a good time. Just lots of uh, noisy, exciting, <laughs> exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah. And are you guys from, are you from Pepper Pines or? I live, uh, I'm from Coral Springs. Oh, okay. So you're in, north. I'm okay. north. Everyone else lives in Miami. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, some of the some of the guys are like Kendallish. Like we're all over the Holy place. Holy cow! So it's kind of always a little production to rehearse. Right. But yeah. We always get it done. You right. Know? And um, so you guys are all. How long have the current Creature Cage? How long have you all been playing together? Because I know that you've had a couple yeah. different members and. Whatnot. Well, there's Tristan and Nat who have been with us, been with it for. I want to say since like mid 2019, like right okay. in the middle of 2019, they joined on. Um, and then my current drummer, Anthony, whose last name is Capo, so we call him Capo. Him and my bassist, Will, who's one of my best friends too, I, even before that, they both joined in like February of 2020. Okay. Which was funny because then we started to rehearse and we're like, all right, we're ready to go. Then everything just got shut down. Yeah. Um, but I think because of that, the lineup kind of solidified a bit more because we were like, I was expecting people to drop off throughout all this, but right. no one has. So I was like, yeah, you know. no, because I think everybody wants to see live bands. So yeah. that's like, and I've um, actually interviewed a couple people from other locations like California, New Jersey, and it's honestly sounds like South Florida has the best. Yeah, that reminds me of the that The best local scene as far as people wanting to see live bands and. Everything like that. So, anyhow, so Creature Cage, how did you guys get your your band name? What's the meaning behind that? There's, um, I, I was sitting when I was still in college. I was sitting in the BC um, Broward College Library, okay. and I was drawing, and I drew like a little, just like a creature thing in the shape of a box, and I was like Creature Cage. That's and that's literally it. Like, there's okay. no other. <laughs> so you're the original. Former yeah. of Creature Cage. Yeah. You're yeah. the beginning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, technically, it was me, and out of me, I had, like, a band in high school. Right. 
like because at that time that was 2017 I was like one year out of, out of high school I was kind of just not sure like because like I'd, I'd been doing music I'd abandoned high school mm-hmm. that broke up and I was like man I don't know what to do like right. I need something you know the whole division between that band as, as, as tiny and petty as it was was me I was like I want to start doing crazier stuff I don't want to just do you know whatever I wanted to really kind of push push ourselves as musicians and then yeah it just made more sense to kind of go for something more aggressive right at least in that moment um so yeah but then at that the initial lineup was me and my old buddy danny daniel geraldo who's a great guitarist still he goes to um he's at in college he started doing like classical music so he he went on his own thing Mm -hmm. um but then yeah after that it just made more sense to kind of have a little bit of a revolving door have people coming in and out different collaborators but yeah i kind of run all our stuff so (laughs) okay did you go to school for music? Is that what you did? I was, yeah, I was there for a little bit, uh, doing audio engineering. Okay. But then just like full time work, and then just figuring out other stuff. I was like, I wasn't really, I, like, I was so over school to begin with. Even right. when I started, like, when I first started going to school, I was like, I'm really over this. Yeah. And at a certain point, I just dropped off, and I was like, I'll just devote more time to creature engagement yeah. than anything at work. So. Yeah, if that's where your passion's at, then like, yeah. it, it would have been a waste of time going to school anyhow. Yeah, it is what it is, you yeah, know. For yeah. some people, it works. Some people yeah. have the balance. For me, I was just... It didn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Okay. So, um, if nobody ever heard of Creature Cage, how would you describe your music? Um, usually, when people ask us about us, you know, I tell them, you know, psychedelic, okay. punk, progressive rock, kind of angry... Uh, but still really melodic at times too. But mainly most of the things that people throw at us are like psych, prog, and then punk. Okay. Alternative rock. And that all those kind of umbrellas we kind of will usually sit under. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we, 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 we get into other kinds of genres, just do whatever we think sounds mm-hmm. good. Right. You know? It was so many different people like coming in and the revolving door. I'm sure they bring a lot of their own ideas which could change the sound a little bit too yeah so yeah everyone's coming with their own angle too i mean i'm usually initially writing like the the basic framework of the compositions and stuff but we're all throwing our own little things in there right to kind of spice things up so so i was going to ask that um like the process of your writing because you got a lot of stuff out there yeah so i mean yeah everything so far like the cyclops stuff was me and danny and then everything else since then has just been me right um and it kind of depends i mean no song is written the same way a lot of times lately at least a lot of the new stuff that we've been working on has been like initially bass lines and then from there i'll flesh it out into like chords and stuff and like an initial riff but a lot of times it's just yeah just mess around with something you got a riff right and you just kind of push it until it becomes an actual song you know figure out every every way that it can flow a lot of it's you know listening to other songs and figuring out how you know breaking them down and you know make knowing what makes those songs tick so yeah it's all it's all a process none of them are ever the same but, right yeah. do you guys produce your own stuff yeah i mix all of our stuff nice. well, i mix all of our stuff i engineer all of our stuff well no i mean the drums that we did on our last record that was over at my buddy alon's house who was in a moon gazer mm-hmm. Um, 
he's got a great little space he calls Shamal Studios now. So we recorded a few things there, but m mainly besides that, it's all just stuff in, in our rooms, in our bedroom, you know, micing stuff up, mm -hmm. just uh, going straight inside logic, just everything in the box, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's interesting. This is something that I've talked to other people about with the whole doing your everything in the bedroom thing. It's so different than it was when I was growing up. Like, you, it was just, it was unheard of to do that. So then, you know, back in the day, you'd focus on selling your albums and then you'd make a little bit of money but it's really the tours that they would make the money on yeah and now with the streaming like how do you feel is it better this way what what do you think in your own opinion i don't know i mean it's tricky to say because i don't have as much context as to how music was made back then besides right. reading things and you know stuff i mean we definitely make all of our money from shows yeah i mean from like spotify we don't you know like mm -hmm. it's it's really not even comparable yeah um all of our money's from shows and merch, mm -hmm. um, which is great. I mean, I love I love playing shows. You know, I love that. But it's just the reality is, yeah, like making records and stuff. You know, it's great, mm -hmm. but that's not going to be where you're. Yeah. You know, it, it's great for people for the turnaround when someone leaves the show and then mm -hmm. they can go listen to all your stuff yeah. and then that's sick. But so it definitely is useful to have stuff up. But I don't know. Part of me, you know, as I've gotten older too, like I mean, I've been making stuff by myself since like high school mm -hmm. and I kind of have realized you know like it's not it's honestly not that great to be able to just put something out it is right. great in the sense that if you're just starting out you could just do whatever you want right. just put it out but once you kind of get to the flow of how a song is going to respond to people once you upload it mm -hmm. and how much traction it's going to get how mm -hmm. you know if that's the game that you're starting to play and you want the band to actually make moves then it is like wow I should really promote it like I should right. really think of how what my plan is going to be it's not just oh the song's done trying to upload it because that can be great if you already have a following right but if you really want to maximize how many people are getting to you then yeah it's kind of like that for me the past like year or so like even just the process of making one music video mm -hmm. and having like because before like I would just upload our stuff whenever right but then for the last album I was like well these songs are actually pretty decent I would like to push them a little bit so even making the video for like a, the single we did, Piss Blue, and kind of pushing the album a little bit more on social media, like doing like a giveaway and stuff, I was like, wow, like this, like I should, you know, it, it, it is important, you know, even though then you end up feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm, am I selling out? Like, no, you're not fucking no. selling out. You know, this is, if this, you want this to be your job, like exactly. for me, what I always tell the guys is like, the end goal is for us to be able to put this on our taxes, mm -hmm. for this to be our yeah. income, to have the payroll, for me to, mm -hmm. for us to not have to work, for this right. to be work for yeah. us, you know? That's the goal. Yeah. Um, however long it takes to get there, if it even does, who knows? But, I mean, we might as well give it a mm -hmm. shot, you know? And in this moment, develop everything we can to make sure whatever we make, you know, hits. You know, we're not going to be like, I don't see us being like a like a TikTok band or anything mm -hmm. like that either. No, that's just not, not. That's just not <laughs> us. But, you know, th that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, take elements from that world and, and mm -hmm. you know, incorporate them just to make sure everyone possible yeah. can hear your music. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, like you said, you're definitely not the TikTok band, but it is all about opportunity, right place, right time. So just play everything that's offered to you and just yeah. get your name out there. I'll tell you, a lot of the bands that I have had here, they all know Creature Cage. And yeah. so, I mean, you're obviously doing the right thing, and they yeah. all have 
wonderful things to say about you. And I saw you guys years ago, like yeah. I said. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so what do you think is the most challenging project you've worked on to date? Definitely this last album. Yeah. Definitely this last album because because a lot of those songs were written before COVID. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even challenging because, like, we knew the songs, but just, like, figuring out, like, how were you going to put it out in mm -hmm. that case? Because we were ready to get it all done in 2020. Then just the amount of, like, the psychological uncertainty was really mm -hmm. just, like, it just sucked. We weren't sure. I was, I mean, I was coming out of it not knowing if, like, we were even going to be making music for how long. Right. Um, so I was just sitting in my room for, like, two months just writing some more stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, aside from that, I mean, it was challenging, too, because it's just, like, you know, this was kind of the, the, the album where I felt like we got as close as ever as to, like, the sound that I wanted okay. of, I wanted to sound like in my head, you know? We're not, it's not completely there yet, but it definitely got really close to where I was like, all right, I'm really, you know, I, I, we're feeling proud of this. Right. Um... It was definitely, it, it was it was very <laughs> strenuous to get there. And then to have everything lock in, like all the merch and the album yeah. art and the visual aesthetic to collide in there too, you know, have that little world mm -hmm. happen. It was definitely a lot of juggling. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. I can imagine. So how many albums do you guys have out now? Um, so you got have, a lot of stuff out there. We have, we have two EPs and one, the Cyclops is kind of like 30 minutes. So I think that constitutes as an album mm -hmm. by like the standards of um, billboard or whatever <laughs> but it's, it's listed as an ep mm -hmm. then we have one ep of stuff that i did that was kind of like the quarantine ep <laughs> which was uh, the oisey stuff and then we put out super destruction last year and i think we have one or two like loose songs on spotify mm -hmm. and then we have another album oh yeah we have our live album yeah, live special, which oh, has cool. yeah, we we did that also. I think like November of twenty twenty. So okay. like still when gigs weren't like, mm -hmm. so we were like, why don't we just do a live album? You know, we we haven't really played that much, but uh, <laughs> we haven't we haven't been playing at all that year. But it was fun to do. We did that at a Sound Artillery with John Nunez, It was really cool. But now we have a new album that is like almost. It's, it's, the writing is done. I have a bunch of demos that I have to have us actually record now. Um, we're going to be recording a couple shows that we have upcoming to try to do like an actual like live live album that's not mm -hmm. just in a studio but like with an audience. You right. Because that would be really neat. Yeah, that that would be cool. Right now, the announcement just went out. I think for the fair, and they offered to record our stuff. Oh wow! Okay. So, I'm going to have someone film it, and if the recording isn't, like, completely awful... Right. <laughs> if it's not awful, then I'm going to, you know, sync it up, mm -hmm. mix it a bit, and then put that out as something. But I have to see what happens. If not, maybe another show, like, during the summer. Right. Because we're... It took us a while to get out of the... We took, like, a little break after just doing, like, nonstop shows for, like, pretty much, until like, May of last year until the end of it. Um I just have to figure out what we're going to do, but I really want to do another one because those are fun. Yeah. It's a fun time to do that. Yeah. What, um, what are your favorite kind of shows to do? Um, uh, I mean, I think our best shows have been at Las Rosas. Okay. Definitely all of our best shows have been at Las Rosas. That's usually kind of 
the place where we feel the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite spot. Um, I really miss Churchill's. We had a lot of good shows at yeah. Churchill's until Churchill's. Like our, we had one really great show in like January of 2020 at Churchill's. That was the Woman House release show. They were still a band. Um, that show was great, but uh, it was packed. Mm-hmm. And we played on the floor, and like it was just awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, I really like the shows where we can just have the most people come out, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. the, like there's been a lot of people within the last year just really fighting for the all ages stuff. Mm-hmm. We have an all ages show happening at that new spot, uh, the, the warehouse across the street from the corner. I People keep calling it the corner bar warehouse, but I think mm-hmm. the actual name is the hot box, okay. which is kind of funny. But it's <laughs> it's easy a, to remember. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a huge, it's a huge warehouse right across the street downtown in Miami that people, I went to a show there last week. And then we just got booked to play on the 11th. Awesome. So that's going to be good. Okay. That's our yeah, that's our first show since last year in November. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Churchill's because um, I've talked to a lot of bands, and I'd say half of them have all agreed that COVID started in the bathroom at Churchill's. Oh, yeah. That bathroom is yeah. so gross. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, but I, I miss Churchill's yeah. so much. I mean, I think Churchill's... Churchill's was the first show I ever played in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. And that was with my high school band still. I think we played there in like 2017. Right. But that's, yeah, that that whole space was so good. Yeah, it is a good space. And now I just don't know what's, it's just all legal bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. No, you're right. Everybody has mentioned stuff like that too. Like, and then they started playing outside and. Yeah, the the stagecoach with Fang. That was a good, we we had to play at, um, we played at, um. This really stupid. <laughs> what, what? I don't remember what the hell the name is of that pool place. It was like an actual hotel mm-hmm. that was, for whatever reason, was booking shows. I don't remember what the hell it was called, but they were already complaining. I mean, I don't know why they booked it at night. They knew that it was going to be bands, but right. they still booked it at night and then got mad that bands were playing at night. <laughs> they didn't like, that through. So <laughs> their two, guests were probably complaining. Yeah, and, two yeah. bands. I, I, the old Youth and Bruvy had already played, mm-hmm. and they did great. And we played one song, and they just, like, ripped our stuff out. They're like, you guys have to get out. Are you like, kidding me? So then we're about to head out. There's a crowd of kids, too. There's, like, a, it's packed. Uh-huh. And someone puts a phone in my face, and it's Fang from Stagecoach. Right. Uh, shout out to Fang. I love I love Fang. Um, and he's like, he, I remember, he's like, I don't know. It looks like it's going to rain, but if you guys want, you can come to the lot. And I was like, what do we have to lose? We're five right? minutes away from Churchill's right now. We'll just drive over there. So we just yell, like, hey, we're going to the lot. Awesome. We drive over, and then literally the whole, yeah, everyone came. Right. And we just, Fang pulled up in his little coach, and uh, we finished it out. It was us, Mold, and uh, Do Not Air, I think it was that night. It was, I it was Do cool. Not Air coming, I think, March 4th. They're good. They're, they're, they're good. Yeah. They're good guys. I love those guys. Axel yeah. was one of my They buddies. put on a good show, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I miss that. I miss that spot a lot. It was good, but... You know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. A lot of we we lost a lot of good places over COVID. Oh, COVID it? killed and Churchill's yeah. and then Space Mountain and then yeah. Loser Lounge and then all, all, all of these places are gone. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, hopefully there'll be some coming back because it's it's a shame. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So as far as your music, what's your favorite song that you've ever released? That's tricky. Um, I really like. I think my favorite songs off of our new record, in terms of being like the most like creature cage song ever, <laughs> I think it's probably the 
the like first actual track on the album, which is Holy Terror, that's like ten minutes long, and it's okay. just like it's a real jam. It goes okay. into like the punky kraut rock kind of shit. Just um, that's probably the most like holistic like song that I was like, okay, this is like the vision that I wanted for this band right. to begin with, and now this is like the closest we've gotten to something like that. Right. I really like the second to last song of that album is just is called Cosmic Sea. And I really like that because that's a song that I wrote like when I was like 17. Mm-hmm. And that has just been sitting for so long, that chord progression. And then just like turns of life events and stuff like led me back to playing that. And I just came up with the the outro and I was like, okay, these both make sense now. Mm-hmm. So it was really rewarding. And a lot of people like that song. It's definitely like not like what we do at all but it was, it was cool it's great to do that too you know to stretch yeah. our legs you know we don't really have to commit to any specific thing anything that we do i feel like is always going to have that touch of sounding like us no mm-hmm. matter where we go yeah um and then so those two probably also really like um our song comfort yourself just because to me i love that song because it just sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. That's <laughs> my all-time favorite band, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, I, I love the Pumpkins so much. Yeah. I, I was wearing, um, I had my pumpkin shirt on when we played at the Black Market last year. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that band so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I was gonna wear their shirt, and then I got your shirt, yeah. and then yeah. but I threw my thirty seconds tomorrow's on to wait for your shirt, and then I put your shirt on inside yeah. out. So. <laughs> yeah. No. But Pumpkins are pumpkin. That's another band. I mean, that's one of just like the fact that idea too of like. They they did so much. They went through so many phases. Oh yeah. But it all still sounded like Billy Corgan. It's absolutely you know? you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I love them a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Did you go see them when they were down no, here? No. I missed them. Yeah, I want to yeah. see them. I, I know they're doing a couple festivals this year or something. I know that's one band I have to see. Yeah. But now I also have to figure out because I think Paul McCartney's coming to Hollywood. I read. Too, oh, so really? now I have to figure out how I'm going to see that. And, there's a bunch of shows I want to see this year. I'm glad that shows are happening again. Yeah, no, it's so exciting. I remember back, like, just to see the shows, I had gotten a job. I mean, I'm a realtor by trade, but um, I had gotten a job selling merchandise at these shows just so I can, for Live Nation. Yeah. So I would just go, I would sell the merch, and then I would be able to watch the show for free. I have seen so many free concerts just so selling sick. merch. It was so awesome. That doesn't sound like a bad idea. No, it's, you're making a couple extra hundred bucks one night. They're paying you to see the show. Yeah, the only show I saw last year, the only like actual show I think I saw was um, this band, All Them Witches, which are like stoner metal jam mm-hmm. band stuff. It's kind of like, what did I say it was? It was kind of like Almond Brothers, but if oh. Almond, but if Almond Brothers did Tool. Okay. It's like kind of, <laughs> that's quite a combination. Yeah. It, it was, but they were sick. I saw them at Coach Room, but I'm pretty sure that's the only show I saw last year that wasn't like a local show. It was just, it's been nuts. I really want to go to like a proper concert. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, well, I know My Chemical Romance was postponed twice, mm, and it's yeah, yeah, now yeah, coming yeah. back. It, hopefully, it doesn't get postponed again because my daughter's been waiting and waiting for two years. That's another one of my favorites. I always geek yeah. out with um, Paula from Bruvy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would geek out with her over all the MCR stuff because we both love them yeah, it's so one of much. My daughter's favorites. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, as far as other bands and everything, I, mm-hmm. I was part of the local through my daughter, but um, and I see how they mix. It's like one big family. What's the best bit of advice that you ever got from another um, another musician? Advice? Mm-hmm. God, I'm not sure about it. <laughs> Hmm, that's weird, because, I don't know, I mean, 
I will say, and I, I mentioned him again before, but my old bandmate, Danny, mm -hmm. he pushed me so hard at guitar. Mm -hmm. Like, he really, I wouldn't be playing the kind of stuff that I play now if it wasn't for him just, like, really nailing, just hammering guitar mm -hmm. into me for the entire year that we worked together before he went to school. Mm -hmm. um, besides that, I mean, I just, I don't really ask a lot of local bands for advice necessarily. I just, you know, you watch them and you, mm -hmm. and, I, and I, you just take things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like, I'm it's writing true. things down in my head. Like, my favorite, a lot of my favorites... I mean, like, real people out the gate were the the first band that, like, really, like, wel welcomed us. Like, we played um, this old uh, warehouse in Fort Lauderdale, kind of like Oakland Park, mm -hmm. uh, the Fuzz Baby Warehouse. This dude, Rob, and our current manager, my buddy, Sesha, she used to work there. Um, and... Real people also work with her, and those are my buddies like Connor, Mike, and Sydney, and uh, Sebastian. Um, but out the gate, like those were one of the one of the bands, them and like kind of like Mold, okay. and then the band that Will was in before this, Garbage Eaters, with Alan from Moongazer. Like I would just see them live, and I would just you know they would tick tick boxes off. Like okay, I need to do that. We need to do this. We mm -hmm. got to do that. You know, this is a cool technique. I see right. them do one thing, one sound. Um, you know, so I, I asked them about, like, hey, what's this combination of pedals you got? They're like, oh, it's this and that. And then I was like, all right. In the, <laughs> you know, so it's that's just how music is, you yep. know. Like I, like, I imagine a lot of people have seen, people told me they've seen Creature Cage stuff, too, and it inspired them to do certain things. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, that's just how the cycle works. We're all it helping is. each other out. Even if it's never like, oh, can I can I do this and that? It's kind of just like you see them do something, it's like, all right, I'm going to internalize that because I think that was sick. Right. And obviously, you know, it's something that we're capable of. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Yeah. Those warehouse shows seem to be everybody's favorites. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're so the intimate. And... They're the best until some, like, asshole just, like, calls the cops. Yeah. And it's over. Yeah. It would depend on the <laughs> warehouse, too, because sometimes it's, like, it's not even a warehouse as opposed to, like, a storage unit. Mm -hmm. And those places don't have code, you know, for right. people. So it kind of makes sense. <laughs> but it is, it is like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> So, what is it that you like most about playing music? Um, I don't know. You know, it's just like, it is, since I was a kid, like, mm -hmm. it just kind of, it always just did something for me, you know, it makes, that those are probably the moments where I feel like the most alive. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like, those are, I mean, even in high, in, in school, you know, we was doing, like, I started out, like, joining, like, chorus and drama mm -hmm. and figuring that stuff out. We had our little band. And, you know, I just started to realize, like, in those moments, those were, like, Every time we played a good show, that would instantly be marked off as, like, one of the best moments of my life, right. basically, you know? And yeah. Like, obviously, you make this a job, and those moments start to, you know, get ticked off more and more, and, you know, some of them don't have as much significance. Mm -hmm. But still, you know, like, there's nothing really in my existence that can really compare to playing, like, an amazing show and, right. and having a, you know, good crowd response, having people there that know the stuff. Right. You know, that's the most, it, it, we were talking about it the other day, like, you put you put in so much work, you, you know, you, you print your shirts, you know, you write your songs, you produce the stuff, you put money into it, mm -hmm. into your gear and everything, you rehearse hard, for quite literally, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes on a Friday. Mm -hmm. But those 30 minutes on a Friday are going to be, like, the, the yep. most insane experience you've ever had as a human being. Because right, yeah. you feel, even at that stage, like, playing a room like Las Rosas when it's mm -hmm. packed on a Friday... 
it's in, like it's like I want to I'm like I want to do that forever. You right. Know? Yeah. So even no matter how tough it is, no matter how crazy things get, it's like you always are gonna find a way to make it happen, mm-hmm. make it happen properly. So you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. No, that's a really like. People don't yeah. think about it that way. Yeah. But yeah, no, it and really I mean, does give you, like, a great feeling. I mean, Not that I've yeah. ever played an instrument, but just through my kid. Like, I would see how, like, they had a good show, and it just changed everything about them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it changes, it changes the way, it changes the way you respond to things. It mm-hmm. changes the way you want to look at life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't even have to be the greatest singer or anything. It's just, if you're putting on a good show, people are going to respond that, to that. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's, that's the one thing I've, that I've kind of noticed, too, is, like, I'm always going to, be pushing myself as a musician mm-hmm. and as a singer but that's not the end all be all mm-hmm. as well you know like i'm not um i'm not like one of the america's got talent uh, uh, you know uh, freaking what's the word uh like one of those three-year-old kids that can play oh, yeah. you know full-on symphonies oh the yeah. prodigies oh, the prodigies uh-huh. yeah i got that word i'm not one of those like that's just not who mm-hmm. i am mm-hmm. but i'm always going to push myself as a yeah. musician so i can put on the best show all that really matters is if you can play your own stuff right all right. that's all that matters mm-hmm. I'm not, i don't need to showboat for anybody else in any other regard as long mm-hmm. as i can play the stuff that i'm up there that night to play yeah you know it is what it is but it shows through your music like um the guitarist from my daughter's old band he's now the guitarist for modern freaks nice okay and sick. he is one of my favorite guitarists i've known that kid since he was probably 10 yeah i have seen him from when he used to play the guitar and we would beg him to move mm-hmm. and he would not move and if you see this kid now it's like who is he is but that was such hard work and dedication it wasn't a natural thing that yeah. he had he had classic rock teachers he had jazz teachers he had even country teachers every genre of music they were coming into his house to teach him and yeah. it was just dedication but you can tell he loves what he does and so it's like if you're loving it people are going to feel it yeah have you ever had a show where like you didn't get a good response from people that oh yeah I yeah mean, i mean especially in the beginning when yeah. um well, we didn't know what we were doing yeah you know, with booking shows now 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 it's tricky because i get so picky now yeah i'm like i hear because like i'll hear like certain red flags go off when i know i'm like oh this show is not going to be good i don't mm-hmm. know if i want to do this but like out the gate you know you just take whatever show you can get right and then you're yeah. playing to like 10 people five mm-hmm. people um but then like it is what it is you know those are the moments too that you internalize and it's like man i don't want to do this again. right you know and those yeah. things are always they're always going to happen especially like we went up to orlando mm-hmm. and it just sucked it was i mean it was fun it was sick it was great to me we made a lot of new friends but as a show itself like strictly logistically like it didn't make sense for us to really there. but that's just you know we had such a we had a we had brought friends these guys these really sick guys from baton rouge they're called loudness war okay we brought them down and they did a three night run all in florida we did respects las rosas and orlando and they all crashed at will's house and it was great and the shows that respects in Las Rosas made us enough money that it didn't really matter. Right. For a, that the Orlando show sucked. So that's the thing too. It's like sometimes at this point, we can kind of know that we can have one night that's not great. Right. But it is like the morale. At least it's kind of like yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's just how it is. I mean, not every show is going to be insane. That's just right. how it is. Yeah. You know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but those are definitely the things that internalize, you internalize, and it's like, all right, I need to make sure that the next ones yeah. after this are really killer. Yeah, you live and learn. Yeah, that's exactly. So what type of musician or what musician would you want to collaborate with? 
Oof. Like living or dead or just yeah. like a, in general? Yeah. Um, I mean, to collaborate with, I'm not sure. I mean, there are definitely like the musicians that I look up to a lot. Like we are saying like Billy Corgan. Um, maybe like uh, John Dwyer from the OCs or maybe like... Who the heck is alive or dead that I don't want to collab with? I'm not even sure. And part of me, I mean, I would love to, like, really, if I was going to collab with people, I'd want to move into different genres uh -huh. almost. It'd be cool to work with somebody, like, making samples for, like, an electronic artist or, like, okay. a, something like someone doing hip-hop, like a hip-hop producer or something like that. Interesting. Because we all listen to all kinds of music, too, right. you know? So we're not, I mean, I love so much of I have all kinds of music that I wouldn't as long as my skill set could apply there um, and it, it yes I don't, wouldn't exactly I don't even think I'd want to collaborate with someone that I see as like a hero because mm -hmm. then there's like a weird yeah. dynamic of like that's a good power point play. Yeah. yeah I would probably be very scared it would probably take yeah. me a minute to <laughs> to warm up to that yeah but yeah I think it'd be cool to kind of take some, some of what we do from a different angle in that kind of area because there are a lot of we're friends with a lot of like djs and stuff mm -hmm. electronic artists guys doing stuff like that down here too so i mean whatever whatever sounds good at the end of the day right this sounds good you know right so okay what do you feel is the best decision that you made as a musician the best decision honestly i'm not sure best maybe deciding to do it more yeah. than anything because okay. there, there have been a lot of moments where i've been like what's why you know why why am i doing this right right solely as a musician probably just almost like i don't even want to say like it sounds kind of rough but like almost like gaslighting myself into <laughs> into thinking like yeah it's going to be worth it which it has been yeah. worth it but there have been many moments where i'm like wow this was this worth it was right it worth right it? and who knows i mean we're definitely not at the stage yet where we're completely you know, supplementing ourselves, you know, we're not living off of this, but it's definitely been good to be in a position now where like people know us, mm -hmm. people, yeah. people specifically want to come to shows to right. see us, which is sick. Yeah. You know, whenever, I don't care like how, you know, if it, 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 it's not a huge amount of people, but it's people nonetheless. And right. I, you know, we value that completely. Mm -hmm. So it's like, who cares? That's yeah. all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you said that some of the songs that you've written were from years ago. What is your songwriting process? Do you sit down to write a song? Do you carry something with you? Or Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of the times, for me at least, a lot of the times, sometimes riffs will come to me, like during the day at mm -hmm. like work, and then I have my little voice recorder. If, I, if, I, if something good, you know, just hum it or sing it into my mic. But aside from that, a lot of the times, I'll just be practicing. Mm -hmm. you know running through chords running through scales and if something sounds cool it's like all right i gotta catch that i gotta catch that i gotta catch that you know and then there's just a like a, at that point just a library of song fragments mm -hmm. that kind of okay well this is might sound good with this part and this song is in this this part's in this key and this part's also in that key you just kind of push them all together mm -hmm. i can't exactly yeah some of them just happen like that it's just like all right well this chord progression sounds cool Right. And then you give it like a week or two and it's like, all right, that chord progression sounds good with this chord progression. Right. Yeah, I can never, I've never really sat down on a whole song as like, you right. know, come yeah. out of my being. Um, but you know, this is, yes, yeah, like even like that, like sometimes 
I'll have things sitting from like two, three years ago mm-hmm. that I'll come back and I'm like, all right, well, why don't we just do this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like there's one song off this new record that uh, we've been we've been rehearsing for like three years that we just keep going back to it and going back to it. I'm like, should we put it on this one? And I'm so, so we're still not sure. We might we might just put it out as like a loose single. I right. don't know what we're gonna do with it. But yeah, just kind of it just all kind of comes together at some yeah. point. <laughs> and then I don't even realize it until we have a 40 minutes of music ready. So it's, it's, it works. Then, yeah. Do, do you have, um, like, music in your family, or is it strictly just you started it? Yeah, I mean, according according to my mom, some of my older relatives did, but I have no, I have no clue. I mean, right. like, I, she, she just caught me at, like, one of her friend's house, like, just banging at a piano once mm-hmm. and she was you know I kind of figured you know that like three notes makes a chord you know I didn't know that but you right. could hear how harmony you hear how harmony works instinctually once you have music in your head yeah after a while and she you know after a while you know as I got older I started becoming more conscious of music I kind mm-hmm. of especially like I remember the moments of like seeing smaller bands mm-hmm. And realizing, like, oh, I can do that. Right. Like, why can't I do that? You know, as, like, a 12-year-old and being like, oh, bands aren't just brought out of infinity or whatever. You know, (laughs) they're normal people. Right. That one that either are already playing an instrument or decide, you know, I have something to say and I can sing about it. Right, right. And it kind of all clicked. I'm like, oh, I could do that. So then I ended up begging my mom for a guitar. And she was like, how are you going to figure it out? I'm like, I don't know. We have the internet. You know, So you taught yourself? Yeah, I taught myself. Wow. Um, I mean, it did help that, you know, when I was at school, uh, I ended up in, like, drama and doing, like, vocal ensemble stuff, so they were teaching us, like, classical pieces. Right. Not that I did, retained as much of the... I retained a lot of the theory. None of it was necessarily guitar-related, right. but at that point, music is music, you know? Right. You can apply everything to anything. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure out where the notes land on your specific instrument. Um... So it, it kind of all worked out. I mean, I wouldn't say... I, I practice a lot of guitar. I wouldn't say I'm, like, an excellent guitar player because even live, there are a lot of times where I just am messing up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that it is what it is, you know, yeah. as long as we're writing tunes. As exactly, yeah. exactly. Having a good time. Yeah. So as far as the local scene, we'll go back to that. Um, what's your your favorite venue that you've performed? I saw you guys played at Revolution Live. Did you play there one time? or? Yeah, we played at Rev once. At 2.15 in the morning. I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it to that. They had us play at two fifteen, which was fine. I mean, right. it, was, it was cool. But you're still playing a revolution, so that's. I was cool. very sleepy. Yeah. I was honest yeah. to God, very sleepy. We did something similar when we did. Um, we played at the ground at okay. like two fifteen. Oh my God! Which was also very brutal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, a lot of these places will have you play super late. Yeah. Um, that was for like the three points thing. Um, yeah, Rev was crazy. I mean, I did also, there is also the, you know, you're, you're so excited to do something because I've seen bands there and then mm-hmm. you're there and it's like, oh, it's, it's just a venue. Nothing. Yeah. It's exactly. just, a, it's just a venue. Like yeah. it doesn't, it's sick. It's great. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's a, a huge accomplishment. It's an actual yeah. venue. I was, I'm happy to be able to put that down on our resume. Exactly. And, the, and the pictures were dope. That's yeah. the pictures um, were freaking sick, but yeah. it is just a venue. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of our best shows, yeah, like at Rosa's, Churchill's. That one at uh, the ground, club space, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, I'm trying to like think back and do our whole like little catalog, but definitely our, our best shows 
have been at Rosas, I would say. That's probably my favorite venue yeah. down here. They, they, they have the best sound. Um, the energy there is great. Mm-hmm. People are just always there on a yeah. weekend. So if you're playing, even if you don't have that much of a following, people will be there just right. hanging out and being very intoxicated. So you can only assume <laughs> so they'll, enjoy, sound better. They'll, they'll enjoy any kind of music exactly. if you think about it. But, um, so true. Yeah, the only caveat to Rosas is the 21 plus. Right. So that's why, yeah, it is it is tricky to find a space where it's like there's going to be enough room and it's going to be huge for enough people. Mm-hmm. It's going to be huge and there's going to be enough room for everyone. Um, it's going to be safe and the cops won't get called. Right. <laughs> and we'll be you know making enough money and do yeah. that. You know, it's very hard to hit all of those for yeah. a band. You always have to sacrifice stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we played at a lot of places at this point. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a good time. Um, a lot. Of, I mean, I loved Loser while I was still around. Oh yeah. I love Wyatt. I love Wyatt to death. I miss that guy. I think he. I'm pretty sure he moved to California or oh, somewhere really? in Florida. Um, we played at Undergrounds a few times. Undergrounds is great, oh. even though it gets very sweaty. And, and you're in your, your life is you don't know if you're gonna fall through the floor or yeah. <laughs> what's gonna happen with you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all. That's always a fun time. Yeah, um, yeah we play. We, it, it's it's been good. It's yeah. been good going to a few places. There are still a few places that I still need to check off of our mm-hmm. thing. Uh, we still have never played Gramps. Okay. Um, I've heard I've, that I have never been to Gramps, but I've heard it's a great venue. Gramps is a yeah. great venue. I've played there as, with uh, with Leica, okay. which is our keyboardist Nat. That's her band, and mm-hmm. I play bass and guitar in that. Um, but I've hit them up, and they just have got nothing. So I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> One of these days, it'll yeah. happen. But yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Do you have any favorite local bands? Oh yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. If I could sure rattle them off. Definitely, my number one, one or two is probably real people because okay. they, aside from being friends with them, they are one of the like the craziest sounding bands I've ever heard in my life. Okay, that was when I first really started like that. They they inspired me a lot to like bring the energy to a show because oh, they're wow. that they're like yeah it's straight up like hardcore, hardcore punk, just really classic, right? Really insane sounding. And once when, when I when you when I when I we started playing, I would watch how people reacted to their music, and I was like, "Wow, like this is this is crazy! Like this mm-hmm. is what we need to bring, you right. know? Like it was really just just like ferocious, like insane." Um, a lot of yeah, a lot of the bands that I already like or were friends with, you know, like um, Moongazer again, mm-hmm. Mold, the guy, all the guys. Well, I love all the guys in Mold. I love all the guys in Bravi. I love all the guys in Headfoam. I love all the guys on the Post label, which is like the Ruffins and Graves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Glass Orange. Okay. I love Shiva. I love uh, their new band Smelter. Okay. They're 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 kicking ass. It's like crazy shoegaze stuff. A lot of the bigger bands that I don't know that well, but like Las Nubis or Donzi, they're great. There's just a lot of yeah. really excellent. Oh, Pavlov's Bell. My boy's Pavlov's Bell. Zeta, there's just a ton of insane bands that I've seen down here. Mm-hmm. I'm probably missing a few. <laughs> there's just so many. That, it's a good community. It's yeah. a good local scene. Really yeah, is. yeah, and and it's cool because you don't really realize it's there unless you seek it out. Exactly. Um, a lot and of, it's funny you say yeah. that because I did. I interviewed a band that I asked them how they felt about the local scene, and they said, "Well, apparently it's pretty big, and we didn't have any idea." And I was like, yeah, because they were pretty new, you know. And- yeah, when I I saw this band, Touche Amore, 
play at O'Malley's, which okay. is up in like Margate. Mm -hmm. I saw them play and it must have been 2017, I think, maybe, or 2018, I don't remember. But Zeta and Gouge Away opened for them. Gouge Away, I don't know how active they still are, but they're incredible too. I don't really know them as well, but them and Zeta. And I was like, wow, these bands are incredible. Where are they from? And people are like, oh, they're from here. And I'm like, there are bands like this from here? And they're like, yeah, there's a whole there's a whole scene. And I'm like, I mean, I was like, I have no clue. You know, I, everything's, nothing's happening in Coral Springs of all places. You know, like, <laughs> so I, I was like, I don't know. I, I had no clue. I, I, I couldn't even drive till this year. I don't know. <laughs> you know I was like, I, so then it was just like, how do I find out? You know, you start looking through Instagram, mm -hmm. you start figuring out where all the shows are. Yep. And then every, the, the gauntlet, just the ball started yeah. rolling. And yeah. I was like, wow, it just blew my mind. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, because I did all the bookings for my kids' band, and that's exactly how I did it. I was like, how, how yeah, I Yeah, where, where is I'm everyone? I'm a 46-year-old yeah. lady. What the hell am I going to do? <laughs> and, but I think I did a pretty good job with them. Yes. Yeah. I got them some really good gigs, and they were at Revolution Live also at yeah. 15 years old. So it was like, yeah. so I was pretty proud of myself, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any crazy fans out there that... I don't think, I, I mean, there are like... A lot of people, repeat people at the shows. Um, a few people have taken pictures with me, which I, I was, I thought that was kind of weird, but yeah. I, but I, I, I let it happen, yeah. you know, which is, you know, it's fun. Um, I don't know who's the biggest creature, creature cage fan out there. I'll call them creature cuties on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no clue. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people show up. I always see people at random shows wearing our merch. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's awesome. That's always that's always fun. Um, people on stage wearing our merch. I'm like, mm -hmm. nice. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have one. Actually, there's one. One of my friends. Her name is Abby. She lives in like Boston. Okay. And she buys all of our stuff. Mm -hmm. She's very cool. Um, I met her through like just like the online fan pages for a lot of like the new wave of psych stuff. Uh -huh. like, uh, was that Greenway Records, Levitation Room, all of those like psych labels out in like Austin and New York, Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. um, I know she buys all of her stuff, so I appreciate her. But aside from that, sometimes our band camp will show like random people buying our stuff right. like, all over the world, like in Iceland or whatever. And I'm wow. Like, Some people, I know a couple people have DM'd me and told me that they're in like Europe. Wow. Like, I want to go there. That's that's awesome. That's one of the check marks I want to do. Like, okay. play in Europe. Because I know people love bands in Europe. You should just plan yeah. it. Yeah. Just plan it. It would be sick. The only thing that I would ever be worried about is gear. Right. Because then True. you have to, yeah. Because then, like, a lot of, from what I've read, at least, like, a lot of bands will just rent gear. I was just going to say. Yeah. Maybe you could rent they'll, it. They'll rent it and just do shows like that. But Or I'm, maybe find a venue that has it there that yeah, they'll let you. They have, like, a significant backline yeah. that we wouldn't mm -hmm. have to worry about too much. Exactly. But, I mean, if I could make it happen, if we could take, like, three days a weekend and just go to Europe. That would be, like, dream. Huh? I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it I, I wouldn't mind it at all, yeah. As long as, I, as long as all of our stuff is accounted for, yep. I pay for all of our stuff, there's no funny business, yep. I would, I would be sick as hell. That would be awesome. Even if you got nowhere in life, you could say, hey, you know what? Yeah. I went, I played, yeah as, honestly, the goal with anything like that would just be to break even more than right. anything. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I mean, it would be significant enough to be like, all right, we're going to this place. Yeah. Even to just even to just play out of state right now would be sick. Yeah. You know, I've, I, I'm always applying for us to play at like those festivals mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing, we haven't really hit anything yet. But uh, hopefully, 
We're going to start a, a new little rollout of stuff within the next few months because mm-hmm. we're pretty much ready to go. We've been yeah. rehearsing. We're actually, we rehearsed for the first time, like, a week ago, mm-hmm. and now that we actually have shows coming up again, I'm like, I was like, hey guys, we should, we should probably rehearse, <laughs> make sure we're not like awful out of nowhere. Because <laughs> we gotta get the get the ball rolling. So yeah. I gotta book us something this week. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So all right. So I'm gonna um, switch it up a little bit so that people can get to know you as a person. Ask them really dumb questions. Mm-hmm. And let's um, do it. I call it. You can tell mom anything. Let's <laughs> face it. Obviously. Okay. So if you were a tree, what kind of tree would it be and why? If I was a tree, um, what are those massive trees out in California? Those like ma- I'm a native Floridian. I have no I clue. I always just picture like thinking about like those massive trees that'll like go over like roads right. that have been there for like thousands of years, right. something like that. Are they the oak? Are they redwoods? Something like that. I don't know that much about trees, to be honest. <laughs> I don't either. That's my, my question. <laughs> my tree knowledge is lacking. But I, I, I like. I always like. I always love things like that that are just like really old and yeah. ancient, mm-hmm. like that have been been through eons of human civilization. Right. Like, seeing shit like that is always just the, yeah. the sickest thing. So whatever, it is. whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. No, that neighborhood and plantation. Um, fig tree, like how all the trees go over the whole street. Is yeah. you feel like you're in another another state. Yeah, I you're not in Florida. Stuff. All right. So what what is your spirit animal? My spirit animal. I don't. I love elephants. Oh, personally. so my mom loves elephants. I've always been a big elephant proponent. I like again. Just they look like they're not of this world. They look mm-hmm. very like they shouldn't exist. Like right. They look just very wise and old. I yeah. always I always loved elephants. Yeah. Yeah. My mom thought when she was little that she could grow up to be an elephant. I want and... to grow up to be an elephant. <laughs> yeah, just she let, really let me thought she pivot could. away from humanity. I'll be an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you could choose one song to come on every time you walk into the room for the rest of your life, what song would it be? Every song, any song to come on. That's so tricky. Part of me wants to say Tidal Wave by the OCs because mm-hmm. of that scene in Breaking Bad that's really cool oh, where cool. um where they, they all get poisoned in the pool. And that <laughs> song is like... That. Or uh, part of me wants to say uh, Here Is No Why by Smashing Pumpkins because mm-hmm. I like that song a lot and I feel like that would make me feel like I'm living in like a... 90s teen movie mm-hmm. every every day. Those say, are the best gun, movies, too. G- 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 yeah. <laughs> It'd be very, very grunge. Very grunge life. <laughs> so what year were you born in? Born in 1998. 98. June oh, my 5th, God. I was already out of high school. June 5th, 98, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. What do you call him? The Creature Cuties? Creature June Cuties, 5th yeah. is his birthday. Yeah. Okay, guys? Get me gifts, yes. please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post his uh, Venmo after. <laughs> yeah, just send me. <laughs> okay, so which fictional character do you relate to most and why? <sighs> which fictional character? Um, poof. Let's, should I say? I have no clue. We're just, <laughs> we just we were watching Wayne's World the other day. Wayne, oh. Wayne Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying excellent all week. I have no clue. Um. God, that's really tricky. I don't know. 
I don't know. As a kid, maybe I would have wanted to be Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I, I have. I have literally no clue. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I just learned what fictional was yesterday, so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have known how to answer the question myself. Yeah. Okay. So if you had to work but didn't need the money, what would it? What would you do other than other than musician? music? Yeah. Other than anything music related, right? Yeah. Um. Hmm. But you didn't need the money. If I didn't you just did it because money. that's what you loved. I worked at a theater okay. for a very long time. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily like a movie related. theater no, or like, like a performance a... arts theater wow, okay. like for musicals and stuff. I worked in the box office there, mm-hmm. and I honestly loved that job so mm-hmm. much, even though I wasn't making that much money. That was my first job out of high school. Okay. Maybe something like that. Okay. But I don't. I, that's kind of close to music, so I don't know if that's a little bit of a cop out. But not necessarily because yeah, you're that, not on was, the stage. Yeah, that was that was very fun. Yeah, that was any any anything like that because even yeah even not being in the shows it was fun. Yeah, running around making sure everything's ready for the show. Right, kind of like it makes you feel like you're in the Muppet Show, like how they're always like freaking <laughs> running around trying to make sure the show doesn't completely go to shit. <laughs> That's how I felt, and it was fun. <laughs> okay, alrighty. So, what life lesson did you have to learn the hard way? What life lesson did I have to learn the hard way? Probably that no one really gives a shit. Yeah. And if you don't, if, 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 you, if you don't give a shit even less, yeah, yeah. you, you have to give a shit yeah. about yourself because especially with music, I mean, who's mm-hmm. it, it's so, you know, you feel so small mm-hmm. and it's like, if I don't care about what I have to say, why the hell wouldn't anybody yeah. else, you know, yeah. it's really hard to stand behind your work and be like, Pay attention to this. Yeah. Um, and it, it does really take like, I know it's, it's kind of awful to say, but it really does take like a real sizable sense of ego almost Mm -hmm. to be like, listen to this, please. Mm -hmm. This is what I made. And it's important. It's like, why is it important? You know, and the most, most people wouldn't care, but the few people that they're like, all right, give it a shot. You know, if it connects with them, then it's all worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Definitely. Okay. So what is your greatest weakness? My greatest weakness, probably that I get really like, I can be very neurotic sometimes mm-hmm. with the band. Okay. <laughs> you know, where I'll be like, just trying to make sure everything's going to be fine. Everything's working out. Make okay. sure I'm, you know, I really have to stop myself from trying to like micromanage things okay. with everything that we do. Um, probably that. Okay. <laughs> just like, I, I can get very like in my head about, all right, everyone the band's over. Everyone hates me now. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, all right, never mind. But, you know, you get instances of that because it's like it can get kind of overwhelming. And you formed it, so, and you had yeah. a vision, so it's like I completely yeah. understand. And sometimes I'll be like, all right, it's over. Right. It's over. Guys. It's like, no, it's not. It's not over. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so what hobbies or interests do you have outside music? Outside music? Um, really like... Uh, at least in the past year, I've been really getting back into, like, uh, clothes, like, fashion and okay. stuff. Not, like, super hardcore, like, runway stuff. But, like, I like a lot of, like, just, like, Instagram accounts that deal with, like, streetwear fashion and shit. Oh. I, was, I loved that stuff a lot as in high school. And it, it, it's interesting because it took me, like, from, like, when we started this band, I felt like I had to be, like, that sort of 
rock star looking mm-hmm. guy, you know, like boots all the time and yeah. tight pants and denim jackets. And that was like, I love that vibe too. But I, no, you know, after everything, I was like, oh, I can kind of just do whatever I want and wear yeah. whatever I like. Yeah. Like we were at the vintage store. I got this the other day. This what freaking, vintage store do you go to? There's this one in Coral Springs that's really cool. It's mm-hmm. called, I'm pretty sure it's just called The Spot. Okay. It's off of, um, it's off of Sample. Uh, sample Road and kind of by Sample and University. Okay. And they do like sales on Sundays. So okay. I went there and then I was like, wow, this shirt is sick. <laughs> you know? So we always, it was always thrifting and thrifting yeah. and going to vintage stores. That's why I ask because my daughter thrifts all the time. So yeah. If okay. you're in Springs, I recommend that place. Okay. Yeah. The spot. All right. The spot. In yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do you do on your spare time other than thrifting? Um, aside from listening to a lot of music, when I'm not working, um, it's a lot of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of YouTube, a lot of Reddit, a lot of just reading stuff. Uh, sometimes just hanging out with my dog. What I'm kind of dog do you have? I've got a little Yorkie. Oh, okay. Her name is Cece, and she's really annoying. Is she? How old she's, is she? She's, she's turning 10, okay. actually, this year. My dog just had her 12th birthday. Yeah, and she's, Cece has never left the puppy face. Oh, really? She's, she's a oh, brat. That is annoying. She is a she is a she is a brat. It was not it wasn't my responsibility to raise her and now I have to deal with mm. her. <laughs> and now it's too far along that I'm like, well, I might as well keep the dog. You, you keep know? teaching old dog yeah. tricks. So she is very much a brat, but I will say that she never chews on my stuff, which well, is very okay. which is very valuable. Yeah. I've never had a cable chewed by her. So that is That's one thing. Good. Yeah. Uh thank God. Because if not I <laughs> I don't know what I would yeah. do. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no, my dog, when she was a puppy, she did. She chewed on one thing. It was the first and last thing. My husband, he used to be a big World of Warcraft freak. God, I would wake up in the middle of the night hearing him play that shit. (laughs) Uh, It almost caused a divorce. It was awful. But he bought the $100 World of Warcraft mouse Mm. that had all the extra little buttons and everything. And I came home from work, and my dog had eaten that fucking mouse, Mm. the cord, I brought it to my dad. I was like, Dad, you got to fix this. The dog's going to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> he was able to fix done. it. It was all like electrical tape and everything. But it worked. It worked. But yeah, that was the only thing she ever ate. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I don't, it would be terrifying if I came home to a chewed up cable or something. Yeah. You worked too hard for all that stuff. And yeah. then for a dog to go and screw Though it I do make stuff. sense. I do not leave anything out too. That's also. Yeah. I don't want to risk it either. <laughs> no. Where, where do you work? You've mentioned a couple times that you work. Yeah, I mean, I was at, this is like office work mainly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't really, I was at like a car dealership for a very long time. Um, Did you sell cars? No, I was just answering the phone okay. and stuff and it sucked. Yeah. It was not a good job at all. Um, so thankfully, I, yeah, I just got rid of that. Just like in an office, it's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's work yeah. is what it is. Yeah. It's not, not the best, but you know, at least my schedule is good enough that like, I can bounce straight from there and like yeah. go to a show or something. Yeah. So usually it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard being a musician and having a full-time job and, you know, it's like my daughter, she just wants to focus on her music and I'm like, but you got to make money too. That's I told her, I said, go get your real estate license and I'll just toss you like two leads a year, like good ones. And you can just go sell those two houses and put the money in the bank, but she won't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, Cause then it's like, I don't know. I've always really fixated on wanting to be independent too, mm-hmm. regardless. So it's like, I've been working since I was out of high school, basically. Yeah. Um, even well, even in high school, I had a few jobs. But yeah, it's just like I mean, it's good for me to be able to be like, all right, I'm gonna buy some gear. Exactly. And my mom's like, 
what money? I'm like, with the money that I have. Because I <laughs> yeah. paid the bills, didn't I? So yep. I can buy my gear. Exactly. Yeah. I got my stuff saved up. I can yeah. buy my gear. Yep. Everyone's happy. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. And if I ever need to, I can sell some stuff too, you know? Yeah. The cycle always, there's always yep. a cycle with gear, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to do rapid fire. Let's see if you can actually do it. No one else can. Let's see. No one does it right. All right. All right. Money or happiness? Happiness. Yeah. Can you freestyle rap? Only if I'm severely intoxicated. Okay. <laughs> so no, but you think you can. Yeah, so, sometimes, sometimes it works when I'm, when I'm up there, but usually not. Okay. Would you date a fan? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're the only person that said that. Everybody that, else says immediately, yes. No, 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 no. I could never. Yeah, that would be terrifying. Like, <laughs> but it would be too weird. Yeah. Okay. Do you sleep with stuffed animals? Yes. Okay. You're doing good. What is one of your nicknames? Besides Josh, some people call me Joshy, which is kind of annoying. Uh -huh. My Instagram handle, my personal is Young Yeshua. So a lot of people call me that in real life, which oh, is kind of weird. <laughs> I don't like it. It's just a joke. <laughs> okay. What is your rainy day activity? Making sure I don't get a migraine. Oh, you get it from like the I get, pressure? I get, I get uh, headaches, yeah. Oh, so usually if, if I can help it being inside on a rainy day, right. I'm just chilling. Yeah. 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 I broke my tailbone when, that, a long time ago and still to this day when there's going to be a back storm, I feel it in my yeah, lower back. It's, it's the worst. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll be sitting at work and if I see clouds and I'll start, oh, I'm like, oh God, I'm going to dick Cedric. Okay, so what is your hidden talent? Hidden talent? Um, I like to do voices. I oh. do a lot of voices. Okay. I don't do any, I don't, I, 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 not even like in a good way, but a lot of people will hear me when I do voices and they're like, why don't you do voices? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't actually think that would be a viable career. Who knows? <laughs> Who do you think you do best? What, what type of voice? I like to do my Kermit voice a lot. Okay. My, uh, <clears throat> my Kermit the Frog voice. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be at work and I'll be like, hi Kermit <laughs> Frog here. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> my little Kermit. Do some, some voices, you know, like you do drama for so long. Uh -huh. like, like it, and it's like you always just fall into a lot of the voices a lot. So right. it's, it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you believe in soulmates? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Right, right. Who knows? You know, I, I can't really say. Sometimes I feel really connected to everything about the universe, and sometimes I don't at all. Right, right. So it, it depends on the day, maybe. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Who is the most overrated musician? The most overrated musician. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some people mad with this one. Uh -oh. I hate Anthony Kiedis. I uh -oh. cannot stand. I may have to come I cannot. I love it. I really felt it right here. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people feel it when I say that. Oh, my God. And I love everyone else in Red Hot Chili uh -huh. Peppers. I can't stand listening to their music, though. Really? I can't. I can't. Anytime I hear Anthony Kiedis come in on the song, I can't do it. And I love Flea. I love John Frusciante. Who's the drummer? Chad, Chad Smith? Is that his name? You know, it's funny. Your generation knows everybody's names. My generation, I'm like, you know the guy with the blonde you know hair? The guy? <laughs> it's like, I have, but I know well, I think Kiedis. it's because it every band at this, like, I feel like something that, like, every band that I listen to, I'll instantly mm -hmm. go to their Wikipedia. Right, right. And then right. I'll look at all the, you look at all yeah. the members and then I just internalize it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I love them. I love a lot of the work that they've done aside from Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
I had one friend that was obsessed with Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't. Granted, that friend also loved John Mayer, and John Mayer, at first I was like, eh, but recently, as the years have gone, I've been like, all right, I like, uh, I like No, John that's Mayer. mine and my daughter's. One of our biggest arguments is... John Mayer. I, I just am <laughs> like, ugh. She loves him, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, he, he, yeah he's, he's tricky, because a lot of his stuff, I'm like, yeah. He's just so unlike... Just when you think you've figured him out, you're like, what? Like, it's just, yeah. it's... Yeah, I don't, I really don't... It's almost not real. Yeah. I don't know. And he's so vain. Yeah. I can't. Very vain. I just can't. Very vain. You kind of look like him, though. Did people <laughs> tell you that? Now that you've I've, mentioned it. I never got John Mayer. When I was in... Um... Who did I used to get? I used to shave the sides of my head mm -hmm. when I was younger and have, like, the floppy top, like uh -huh. Brendan Urie. People okay. used to say that. But I don't do that anymore because I looked really dumb. <laughs> it, looked, it looked really silly. It looked awful. But, yeah, that... Ooh, I don't want to get controversial on the, on the, on the tape. Okay. Yep. I, I don't know who else... Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because I haven't given them a proper chance either. Okay. But I do not... I'm not very fond of Guns N' Roses. Oh. You're the second band person that said that. I'm not very fond of... I can't really... Yeah. Slash... Uh, Slash is... He's he's cool, I guess. But I think I, they had some good music. Yeah. But I, 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 I can understand you saying that. And don't get me... But I love a lot of corny shit, though. Mm -hmm. I love so much corny... Off like borderline awful music, mm -hmm. but like some yeah, some stuff like that, I'm just like I can't do it. I right, know. right. I don't know. It's, yeah. 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 Well, we'll we'll have to talk about this. <laughs> Got testy. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't. I just. Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and then like a lot of people could say the same about the Pumpkins, though. Yeah, they people, could. They people could. say Billy Corgan comes on the song. I hate it, but for me, it works. I don't oh know. God, I've. It was back in high school. It was the Chili Peppers, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins, and Pearl Jam for me. Mm -hmm. And then, as I was exiting high school, turned well, I was a big Jared Leto fan, Die oh, Hard, yeah. and so I still like he. I'm in, obsessed with him still at 46, so I still have to like like him. But yeah, but the ones that never I still love. Chili Peppers, Smashing Pumpkins, and Pearl Jam. So they to, just never left. You know? I need to get into more Pearl Jam personally. Oh, God. Because, like, all, all, I, all I hear is um, just people doing the impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I hear. Whenever I hear the song, I'm like, I need to, I need to like, break out of that yeah. and just listen yeah. to the songs for what they are. Just sit down. Right. You gotta Aside start the, with yeah. him when when he was with Temple of the Dog. Yeah, Temple. I, that I've heard. I've heard Temple yeah. of the Dog stuff, and that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I just need to break out of that because, like, a lot of the it's it's hard with like some some classic rock stuff I can listen to for what it is mm -hmm. and put myself in that world or classic rock. You know, right. right? It's yeah. Just, just third year, but stuff older than me, you have to. Some sometimes I feel like I have to take myself out of this life and yeah. put myself in there it's for true. a second. You know. Yeah. Because it's so different now. Yeah, you can. So you have, yeah, you have to contextualize music. Yeah, you know, I can't take it for what it is in today. You know. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so let's see here. Okay. What is your favorite animal, other than an elephant? Besides, I guess you've already said uh, that, right? Yeah, elephants. They're that definitely kind? up there. I don't know. I mean, I really love. I'm definitely a dog person mm -hmm. more than yeah. cats. I'm also allergic to cats. I am sucks. too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, and it sucks because I love cats. Yeah, 
I like the Persian cats. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, damn, I can't. Like, if I know I'm going to a cat house, I need to search heck up before I head out. Yeah. It's always tricky. You know, it's funny because my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, they have, I think, four cats. And I go there, I'm perfectly fine, Mm -hmm. but they're all long hair. So I was told they have, like, a different dander, the long hair and the short hair. So maybe I'm just allergic to short-haired cats. It is possible. Yeah, I've never made the distinction. All I know is sometimes when I buy cats... I just feel yeah. myself like my throat closing. Yep. I start to like kind of puff Your up. Like, I swell. scratch my face and yes. I'll get irritated and I'll be like, yep. oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. All right. So what is a good spy code name for you? Spy code name? I have no clue. Um, you'd call me, this is Cthulhu. So you could call me Cthulhu. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I would, it's not really much of a spy. It, so. <laughs> if it's on my shirt, it would probably be a dead giveaway if I was an actual spy. Or would it? That would yeah. be too easy. That'd be too That's, easy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. Oh, God. Okay, so the last rapid fire. If you could travel to the world for free, where would you go first? Probably to um, Peru. Because okay. that's where I'm from, and I still have never Are been. you? I'm, so my nephew has invited my daughter and the other girls, the nieces. They're all super close. They want to go backpacking through Peru. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that that was, like, something. Apparently, it's, like, beautiful yeah. backpacking, so they're all planning a backpacking Yeah, it's all, trip. like, the mountains and stuff. Yeah. I mean, if they go with the right guide, as long as it's with a guide, mm-hmm. I would say. Because Peru can be kind of, like, in the cities, it can be kind of rough, right. from what okay. I understand. But, like, yeah, like, the touristy, like, the mountains mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean, I just, I just haven't been, every opportunity I've had to go on, I've always, like, had something to do. Right. I'm really hoping I can finally go this year, because my mom was, like, freaking, like, begging me. She's mm-hmm. like, Josh, can you just go? And I wish my mom would beg me to just go to Peru. Yeah. <laughs> Please. She's, <okay>. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How, when's the last time you were there? I've never, that's just, I've never oh, been Oh, you've never life. been. That's why. And my whole family, both wow. of my parents are Peruvian. Right. Um, I was born here. Right. My mom just went, my mom just started going back and forth right. when we graduated because she finally was like, okay, you guys will yeah. be fine. Yeah. She hadn't been for like 20, 25 years. Right. So that was, has been big for her. But I mean, she'll play, like, I love, I love everything about, like, I, yeah. I, I was, I was, I like listening to a lot of like Peruvian, like, cause like there's folk music, you know, it's like mm-hmm. literally like thousands of years of right. civilization and the Andes, and, you know, listening to that and reading about it. And then you just feel like. You know, you, you, you can't really just explain it, but it's right. like you feel that sort of tug. Yeah. So I know I really need to go there. Yeah. It'll probably be a lot for me to go psychologically or like mentally to process yeah. being in that space. But, right. you know, I, I need to. So yeah. that would probably be the first. Place. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That'd be the first spot for sure. All right. All right. So um, as far as you said, you mentioned that you have, you guys have some gigs coming up. Yes. Right now. So March 11th. We're playing at the Corner Bar Warehouse, a.k.a. The Hot Box, I suppose okay. is what it's called. Um, that's with, who is it? I think it's with Floridian okay. and Bravi and Telecon. I think one more band. I'm not sure if we confirmed it yet. Okay. And then, yeah, we're, we're, I don't know when we're going on that night, but it's March 11th. And then March 26th, we're playing at the Youth Fair. Which is going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun, yeah. Be, I mean, I, I Backroom's been wanting us to do it for ages now, and I've always been like, nah, I don't really want to. Right. But now it's just like, yeah, we don't really have anything going on. Like, let's give it a shot. It'll be fun. Yeah. So we play that night. I know we play at 9. They gave us, like, an actual Oh, that's a good time. slot. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, I mean, like, I 
it's so weird for me to play early because mm -hmm. like we're so used to playing like 11 12 <laughs> yeah 11 or 12 so it'll be nice to play at nine and that's like obviously like a very all ages yeah like they made a sign of thing that's like don't curse oh, really? <laughs> i was like okay oh. i won't is that you're not allowed to curse because there's kids, yeah, there's yeah, children, yeah. families, old I people. I should probably abide by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I owe my kid so much money for cursing. She <laughs> charges me a quarter every time I say a curse word. I think I'm like at 207 yeah. quarters my, now. Yeah, my mom gets on me about it too. So they were like strictly no cursing, no no ingesting, uh, no ingesting, you know, the toxic substances on stage, of intoxicating, whatever. You could, basically like no drugs no anything and i was like yeah we we know like we're not we're not doing any of that but you have to sign a thing right right um but yeah so yeah 311 and then 326 and i think we have a gig in april but i don't that's right. i'm waiting for them to right. figure all that out but you'll put it all on your instagram it's all on yeah, instagram. instagram it's all i need to take a photo of us this week because okay. that's how the algorithm works i need to have a photo of all of our cute faces uh-huh yep and then you swipe and then okay there's a poster you know, that's what gets the people clicking yep. <laughs> um but yeah that's going to be all on instagram for sure and what's your instagram is creature at creature cage or it's the yeah the creature cage the creature cage the creature, the creature cage. cage yeah okay and they and i have one of your shirts yeah. um you can go get your merch can they order it on instagram do you have a site where these shirts are all gone oh you got like one of the last i got lucky ones. but i'm sure they have more merch yeah we go I, buy well, merch yeah i'm making well we have a bunch so we made a bunch of tapes for this mm -hmm. album and we were going to start selling them last month when we started playing again, and then we right. just didn't. Right. We had a bunch of shows lined up, and then the whole Omnicron mm -hmm. stuff. Like mm -hmm. we just were like, I don't want to. I don't want to risk it. I'm, right. Because I got yeah. COVID too. I got it twice. I yeah. got the Delta and the Omnicron. Yeah, I got COVID over Christmas break, and it was just a whole thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, this sucks. sucks. Yeah, it was. It was not fun. Yeah. Um, so I literally have an entire box of tapes that okay. uh, I made with a Sesha, who she's also running Power Clash Records. So we're putting out all of that on her label. That's the first drop. And I just need to sell all these tapes. Now. Right. So if you want yeah. a tape, I mean, yes. you could, if you, literally if someone wanted, well, I don't have them on Bandcamp, but if you DM me and said, I want a tape, I will just, just cash at me and I'll mm -hmm. send you one. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's not a lot of money, so yeah, everybody like has to yeah, do like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I interviewed this guy, um, Don't Bite Your Tongue, out of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And he literally goes, he's on a tour right now, just a CD tour, selling CDs, state to state. That's so sick. For me, those CDs, I love I liked CDs. We did CDs of our first record, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Like, yeah. not a lot of people have CDs, and tapes mm -hmm. at least have, like, the nostalgia mm -hmm. factor. Mm -hmm. And vinyl is just so expensive to make. It is. Like, oh, it's like, like $2,000, so $3,000 to press yeah. something, and then you're stuck with an entire box of records. Yeah. That was one thing, you know, to circle back, that's one amount of thing of advice that the guys in Loudness War gave me. Mm -hmm. They said... I, they, we were talking about the record. They had a record that came out. It was fantastic. Um, had one of my favorite songs on there by The Brain. That's such a good song. But they told me I would never press another one of our records by ourselves again. We wouldn't do it without a label. Really? Even even like just the tiniest label to help subsidize it. Right. It's just so much. Right. And to tow the whole box of records and, yeah. you know, it's like, if you don't have, it's just a lot. You know, yeah. there's no, right now the industry set up in such a way especially because the plants are so backed up it's like why would you even put your so just make some tapes and if a label takes interest in you it's like hey we'll make you label we'll make right you. right you know if they're taking a percentage who cares at least you got the vinyl yeah. out there you know that looks official enough to me yeah right? so i mean yeah it's it's one thing to be looking for like a major label and then just 
signing with a DIY label that always press your stuff. I mean, yeah. that's sick, you know. So who cares? That's true. Yeah. So that 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 is one piece of advice actually that I took to heart, and I was like, oh, maybe we should just do the tapes. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's a good piece of advice to pass along too. Yeah. Yeah. So finances. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why it's so important to buy their merch. Yeah. Yes. So that we don't we don't starve and have to eat just like exactly. cans of tuna every night. Yeah. Well, <laughs> with the price of tuna, I think, has gone up too. So yeah. it's tricky out there. Yeah. Tricky. So, okay, so did you want to let anybody know anything else, or? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We're putting out a new record this year. If you come to our shows, we're probably going to be testing out a bunch of new stuff, as opposed to songs off of our last record and a couple other things. So it's going to be fun. (laughs) I'm excited. We haven't played yet since Rev, so I'm, like, really, I've been itching, like, this whole past month. I've been like, man, we really need to set up some shows. Yeah. It's just starting to get get on my nerves. I'm like, I need to play something. Yeah. So I'm ready to go. That's good. good. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed getting to know you and talking with you and everything. And everybody go buy the merch. Yeah. Yes. I'm so happy I got this shirt. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much.